Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club, where three old heads put their old heads together to vibe on some of the most memorable or forgettable hip hop themed movies of all time. And here's HHMC with your HHMCs, Boogie, JB, and Dino Wright. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1, Friday. Directed by F. Gary Gray, written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh. Produced by New Line Cinema, starring Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, Neil Long, John Witherspoon, Tommy Lister Jr., and a cast of thousands. Friday is a 1995 comedy which features Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, who spend an eventful day chilling and scheming about how to pay debt back to a drug dealer while crazy hijinks ensue in the neighborhood. So, so much to unpack with this film. Uh, Boogie, you want to kick us off with what you liked about it? Yeah. Like you said, there's so much to, to talk about with this movie, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to just ramble on about it, but I like that we have another West Coast movie here. Uh, so we, we're not focusing all on what's happening on the East Coast. We get to see another perspective of the West Coast. Uh, this time we're in South Central L.A. And like what I do like about this movie is that most films made about South Central use it as a backdrop for their, for their stories. They have a very serious undertone about them. And this movie is freaking hilariously funny. I mean, it's chock full of quotables, you know, which we're going to get into. It's got some great cameos, a great soundtrack, a lot of chemistry between the cast. So I think that it was a really funny movie. And I think that's probably the biggest thing about it is just can't watch it without laughing because, you know, there's so much to look at. There's so much to see. And every time you watch it, you notice something else. Like even just watching it like over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed things in in the movie that I didn't even notice. and, And it's just always you know, a good time and it makes me, puts me in a really good mood. So I think that's probably the, the best thing about it is it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that we're doing comedies now. So this we're switching gears. Season one was all about the early hip hop culture, which we learned so much. I'm a huge comedy fan. So I like to watch movies just to relax my brain from the day-to-day stress, unwind, veg out. And this is a perfect one for that. They put me in front of Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, uh, Chris Tucker, these guys, and like I'm happy for hours. So this was awesome. I loved the chemistry between Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. They played off each other well. Ice Cube being like the straight man and Chris Tucker just being wild and crazy. And there's so many stars in the film, which we get to. Uh, Bernie Mac was in it. Uh, John Witherspoon. And a lot of these characters, even outside of Tucker and Cube, they stole the show with <laughs> their outrageous antics. So there's there's a lot to see here, as you said, Bogey. Uh, Dana Wright, what do you got on this one so far? So I could talk for hours about this movie, but let's start with John Witherspoon, a legend. Yes. Um, just devouring scenes like he would devour a hog maw. <laughs> and in the beginning, in the opening scene where it just catches his eyes by surprise when he says it. When he's telling Craig about Craig's always eating his food or <laughs> the food that he gets to eat. And the way he says pig's feet is so funny to me. Pig's feet. Pig's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's such an incredible choice. 
Yeah. And it, I had to like pause the movie and, and stuff because I was laughing so hard. But and, and he just does this in every at least in seemingly every role that I've seen him in. He just he just just devours the entire scene, especially the one <laughs> that that one in the in the beginning. And it's the same in Boomerang. If you've seen Boomerang, when he shows up to to, to dinner with and uh, got the mushroom shirt, coordinate. The mushroom suit. Got to coordinate. His, the way he says things for effect is so great. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, it makes me laugh every time. And there's so many things that he says that is still in my vernacular now. 35 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, Craig, when he's exhorting Craig, hoping and praying he, he survives his fight with Debo. We'll get into that. But there's really... <laughs> Anytime he comes on the screen, I, I'm, I'm so excited because it, it's so entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. One of the great comedic geniuses, man. The late, great John Witherspoon. He absolutely. just passed away not recent, long ago, right? That's yeah, I think it might have been a, a couple years now. Okay, I mean, a couple years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's you, like, you're right. He's, he, he's, he's got a, a way of um, just commanding every scene that he's in. I used to watch a lot of the Boondocks, mm-hmm. you know, him playing voicing granddad. Even though you couldn't see his face, you know, because it was animated cartoon, just his voice, man, it was just you, same effect. You know, you, you're getting at those same, that same crazy sayings, the voice, the emphasis on on, on how he pronounced certain words and things like that. You know, it carried over. So yeah, he's, he's genius at what he did, and you know, definitely missed. He plays a role of a cringeworthy dad and just outrageous and absurd. He's talking while he's going number two on the toilet and sticking up the house. And you can tell he's got <laughs> some screws loose. And to play that off with Ice Cube was just hilarious. And he's m- mixing up words on purpose for comedic uh-huh. Like the, the one line was, I know you're in there drinking that wine, smoking that tweed. <laughs> <laughs> and Ice Cube's like, weed you know it's weed dad come on uh, it's just fun it's just you, you had to see it if you haven't yeah and him and craig it's i think is the emotional heart of the movie because it starts out very funny you know he's he's reading the riot act about always eating the food and he makes him come into the bathroom while he's doing number two yeah <laughs> that's uh that, that is some rough parenting maybe but but there's also the serious parts where he finds Craig's gun and then he doesn't let his wife, you know, Mrs. Jones, intervene during the big fight with, with Debo. And, you know, maybe it's outdated, but being a man through fighting and violence, and I get his point, I understand. But it's also anti-gun, so it could be problematic and okay, too. But you know, there was a real nice the thing about this movie that was, was really nice is that there was this emotional heart, like... He loves his son and he wants his son to be a man. And he he does sort of try to teach that to him. And right. Craig's a successful successfully beats up beats Debo in this fight, which I don't know if, how much we need to glorify that part of it, but he did take the lessons from his father and and, and apply them and save the day at the end. Yeah, he really well, did. at least the part where they didn't get the money, the money for <laughs> for big worm big worm <laughs> big worm played by phase on love and another comedic genius i love 
him and everything he's in. And I always think of the movie Elf with Will Ferrell, because I said I'm a huge comedy fan when he plays a store manager. (laughs) (laughs) And he's trying to take control. But Obviously, Will Ferrell makes a huge scene about Santa coming and he's trying to be serious. And you can see in Elf how he, he just can't control his laughter. And I always joke about the line where he's like, six inch ribbon curl, six inch, six inch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, got, you got him playing a drug dealer, but he's driving around in um, a hoopty or, you know, souped up car, you know, the hydraulics. Right. And he's, got curlers in his hair the curlers in his hair <laughs> and at one point smoky chris tucker refers to him as big perm yes. <laughs> big perm or maybe big worm yeah. <laughs> yeah how about the how about him driving the ice cream truck yes <laughs> <laughs> and actually having stock to sell to the kids but what yeah. you do, he's rather talk to smoky about the money that was missing <laughs> Had a whole gaggle of kids waiting to buy ice cream. <laughs> he wants to talk about the missing money with. <laughs> yeah, and the poor kid, he wanted chili Fritos. Chili Fritos. And he's like, no chili Fritos. <laughs> the poor kid didn't get his chili Fritos. Oh, oh man. man. But not I've seen him in a couple other movies that I really like too. He was pretty funny in um, Couples Retreat. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I liked him in that. He was he was good in that. But yeah, they, yeah, he was he was hilarious in this movie. Playing with, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> playing with my money. Sorry, God. Go ahead. Play with my money. Like playing with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Classic. 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 Another thing that it was, actually one of the quotables that he said at the end when when Smokey he was talking to Smokey, Smokey was let him know that he had the money. He said, it's the it's the principles, it's the principalities, and I say that all the principalities. <laughs> I say that all the time. I always go to principalities after principles. Isn't it funny? Like those those that know, they know. Yep. And immediately immediately chuckle or something. (laughs) Immediately chuckle or something like that. Because they they definitely put the reference. Yeah, so good. (laughs) So this movie is all about these absurdities that you have this drug dealer with all this clout, and yet he's riding around with rollers in his hair and he's driving an ice cream truck you have tommy lister debo this mountain of a man and he terrorizes people by riding his bicycle around town <laughs> it's like this big dude and and he's riding his little bike intimidating people and you have bernie mac as the pastor who is just so corrupt hooking up with mrs parker and the thing that cracked me up he's quoting the lord's prayer <laughs> He said, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. You know what I want. <laughs> even, before, get... even before that, he was trying to get Smokey and um, Craig to give him some, some of the wheat for his, 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 the smoke. <laughs> yeah, he said, just for my cataracts, just for my cataracts. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. So many, so many funny people in, in, in this movie. And you saw Mr. Parker was played by Tony Cox, Tony Cox. The, the little guy that is in so many films like Bad Santas and Me, Myself, and Irene. <laughs> He's throwing yeah. the clothes out in the yard. Yeah. It's just so absurd. Yep. Yeah. He was also in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, too. He was one of the guys, the guys that was, they used to jump Keenan Wayne's character 
and they caught up with him. <laughs> he was going to beat him up in the club. <laughs> it weighs down your mind. <laughs> oh, man. I can't forget about LaWanda Page in the very beginning of the movie. Oh, um, yes. You know, you know, you know, Aunt Esther from Sanford and Son. <laughs> yes. You even brought that Aunt Esther vibe to it. And that, that was just like, it sets the tone. It's like, this is going to be a funny movie if you understand or I've seen anything <laughs> I've seen any episode of Sanford and Son and it was funny because when she started off she was so nice and respectful until the door slammed and he's like oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man it's like um Aunt Esther with, with a little R-rated Aunt Esther <laughs> yeah the real Aunt that's the real Amanda Page <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, they were Jehovah's Witness. They were trying to give flowers or something, and the door slams, and then she just cursed them out or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So crazy. But um, uh, me along. <laughs> oh, me along. <laughs> so, so me along, man. She's. Yeah, she's. I put her in the same category as um, Sanaa Lathan. <laughs> but but Neil Long, man, she's she's been in a bunch of good bunch of good movies, and like she's, you know, it was always good to see her on her in, in the movie, and and this was a good role for her because she was she was really young in this movie as well too. So she played um, the girl that De- Debbie. Yep. yep, Debbie that that Craig liked, but wouldn't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey kind of threw him out there, like, "Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. she was actually the reason, the main reason that caused Craig to stand up to Debo." That's right. I mentioned to you guys before was um, there's a, a little quick vid by Ryan Davis, a, a funny comedian that you could catch him on different different platforms. And he was talking about, you know, Nia Long might be the finest actress in Hollywood, and he's talking about how every time she's in a in a role, something unrealistic happens. <laughs> and we're talking, and he referenced Friday, and I, I, I'll never forget it. It was so funny. You're talking about Debo, you know, just terrorizing everybody in the neighborhood, just punking everybody and taking things from them, and nobody was staying up to him. And all it took was for him to knock down, you know, Debbie, and here comes Craig, and then Craig gets all this superpower energy and wants to fight Debo and stands up to him and actually ends up beating him. So it's like, wow, yeah. It, it kind of made me laugh because I'm like, yeah, yeah, that actually did happen. <laughs> <laughs> In many comedy, there's truth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anna Maria Horsford, who played, you know, Mrs. Jones. Y'all ever watch Amen? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, right. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> yeah, man. Amen. I used to love her in Amen. She was so funny. <laughs> this was a different role for her. She wasn't necessarily like super funny, funny, but she was funny because it was like that dry humor. It was like the mother just shutting them down, but it was hilarious. Like in the beginning, when Craig, Craig walks in, she's making this big old giant breakfast and she's cooking all of this food. And Craig is like, oh yeah, but get some. She's like, I said I was making food breakfast. I didn't say I was making it for you. <laughs> that was really good. I think she does, she does play a good, almost straight man to Craig's we, dad. <laughs> and even with Mrs. Parker, <laughs> When Mrs. Parker was, you know, yeah. she, she was yes. getting ready to go to work, and she's still like, "Oh my goodness, I know she's not wearing this." Hi, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> yeah, oh, that she kept man. it real. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. Oh man, 
There's some really funny dialogue in the movie, especially Chris Tucker. I mean, Chris Tucker just can't stop talking. That's his, that's his thing. The one part that I was cracking up at was he was telling Craig, you ain't never had two things to match. Cereal, no milk, Kool-Aid, no sugar, peanut butter, no jelly, ham, no burger. <laughs> I was just dying laughing. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because I say that all the time too about people. I say that all the time because of that movie. <laughs> you ain't got two things that match, and I just started <laughs> trying to piece it together the way he did. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, so man. good. There's, there's so much that he says in the movie that is still in my like everyday vocabulary. I don't even smoke marijuana, but I will. I know the puff puff give is the rotation. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you effed up the rotation. Yeah, you broke protocol. <laughs> Decorum is broken. <laughs> and, you know, I have a job, but, you know, if I didn't have a job, I'd say, you ain't got no job. You ain't got like to do. <laughs> Still, 25 years later. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> There's an ongoing joke about people getting fired on their day off, too. That was yeah. a joke in there. He's like, I got fired on my day off. There was something that just came out. And uh, Dino Wright, as being an Eagles fan, uh, somebody put something out there on a Jumbotron. Devontae Smith was at the 76ers game. He's the was the rookie Eagles receiver. And they put former Eagles receiver, and he posted, darn, I got fired on my day off. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted that out. And I was like, yes, I just I watched about that. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was excellent. But there are so many – lines that are in our day-to-day vernacular by felicia came from this mm-hmm. where he's dismissing the girl felicia she's kind of i'm going to call her just a, almost like a hood rat just always annoying everybody <laughs> and craig just dismisses her like by felicia it wasn't a huge deal in the movie but it became so legendary and, and mm-hmm. part of our culture everybody says it now to dismiss someone yeah it's probably the most popular line from the movie yeah Yep. Funny thing about the, the, the character that played her, she actually looks good in real life out of with like I've seen her done up and I was just like, wow, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> She's in um she actually she was in um House Party Three. Okay. She played the woman that kid marries in House Party Three. And she looks completely different. <laughs> yeah, they really play her to, to look yeah. kind of broke down. <laughs> yeah, they really, yeah, they really broke her down for that role because, yeah, in real life, she's actually pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see that that RuPaul is actually credited with really popularizing the phrase "by Felicia" in the, the Drag Race reality show mm-hmm. that was Back out there. RuPaul. Yeah, there was another one that was very well played out was and you know this man mm-hmm. chris mm-hmm. tucker says that a few times and still you say that, that. Yeah, yeah people say that all the time and it's in some even in some some hip-hop lyrics i think yeah yeah oh i got one too that all i say a lot this, um, this is a credit to um our character ezel who's the local for lack of a better word probably dr- drug drug um addict and he kind of goes around the neighborhood trying to do little odd jobs for people and borrow money here and there. But the one scene where they go into the store plays like he, like he fell down 
He said, oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. And I say that every time, especially now, you know, getting up there in, in the mid 40s. <laughs> my neck and my back is just a common phrase around, around me. <laughs> you know? I hear you, man. I feel that exactly. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> R.I.P. to Anthony Johnson, who played Ezel. Funny guy. Anthony Johnson. Yeah. It, it. Oh, you know, you know, I noticed too in that scene, the director is actually in that scene. F. Gary Gray mm-hmm. is the guy who was telling Ezel to get up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. And it's funny because all of the times I watch it, I didn't, I never focused on his face good enough and then i really focused and i'm like wait a minute that's him <laughs> you know all these years later <laughs> life up goes off that that Ezel cat cracked me up he stole some scenes yes as you said he was always looking to get a few bucks here and there there was a wild scene where uh smoky had to go to the bathroom and do number two was bad and he's <laughs> Squatting behind the shrubs against the house. <laughs> Ezel comes around the corner. He's like, okay. He's like, I'm not the smartest man, but it looks like you're taking a dump. And then he's like, you had corn, didn't you? You have some corn. <laughs> some corn. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, I'm cleaning up for $2. And that reminded me of the movie Better Off Dead, another 80s classic with John Cusack with the paper boys always looking for the $2. Oh, I wonder $2. if that was, had tip to that because he's like, I'm going to do it for $2. It was just so random. I was like, oh, man. And he's out when um, Tony Cox was throwing clothes out on the lawn after caught his wife cheating. He's out there t- trying to pick up the clothes for himself <laughs> yeah. to have or, to, or to sell or whatnot. It was wild. He's out was crazy. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, he was hilarious. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And also too in that point where after after when Smokey was using the bathroom, he told he said told him not to tell anybody. Yeah. He said that he wouldn't. <laughs> as soon as he got out to the sidewalk, he announced this for the whole neighborhood to hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, so good. Oh, man. So good. Oh. And one of the most popular memes of all time is the damn meme with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube sitting on the porch and they'll just like jerk their heads to the side real quick. <laughs> and they're like, damn. And that comes from Friday, this movie, because it was when their friend, friend Red came back. He had gotten beaten up at the hands of Debo, right? And mm-hmm his face was all messed up and it saw it for the first time. And they're like, damn. And that is used everywhere now. Whenever anything, you just want to accentuate the damn memes craziness out there. Craziness of a situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Red played yeah. by DJ Pooh, who co-wrote the movie. Yep. Legendary producer. Yeah. The bike that Debo was riding on was the, was the, was a bike that he got from Red, and he borrowed it and didn't want to, and wouldn't give it back. Yeah. <laughs> what bike? What bike? <laughs> that whole flashback scene was hilarious. Yes, <laughs> Debo plays it all. He's all calm about. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, come on, let's go. Let's go get you your bike. And immediately, his sucker punches Red. Red goes flying through the air. His his poor dad is with him. His dad gets out of the car, and Debo wants to beat up his father. His father doesn't want any parts of it. 
father played by you know another famous comedian um, Ronaldo Ray, and he doesn't want he runs back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Debo is all of what? How how big was he in real life? Keep up about six seven, six eight, something like that, maybe. <laughs> I think it was like six five, but like. He was huge. He was huge. Riding around on a bike, the squeaky beach beach cruiser, making the bike. He's so heavy, making the bike squeak. <laughs> oh, poor Red couldn't catch a break. <laughs> yeah, I felt that for Red. Because <laughs> immediately after, you know, he's showing Craig and Smokey his, his eye, <laughs> here comes Debo on, on a squeaky bike. <laughs> take, his, take the chain. His grandma's chain. Yeah, I'm glad I'll give me that chain. <laughs> oh man, oh. can catch a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first time I encountered the character Debo, played by Tommy Lister, I I saw him as Zeus in the WWF because I was into wrestling as a kid. Although I followed wrestling from say early '80s up until maybe late '90s. And he, he was a character named Zeus. You recall that? Mm-hmm. You guys recall that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and he became a villain of Hulk Hogan. And they were in that movie, No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred, yeah. In fact, when they introduced Zeus to the WWF, it was like, this is Hulk Hogan's rival. And he was in the scenes there. He was just a wild man. They played off on you know, his eye because, unfortunately, he was born with a torn retina and... He was legally blind in that one eye, but because of his size, he had that bewildered look, which totally intimidated everybody. So they played off of that in the WWF. They played off of that in all the movies that he was in, such as this one. But, man, I was so intimidated by him in the wrestling ring. I was like, this guy is insane. Yeah. And he was from Compton, so this was a perfect fit for him in this film. But, man, as a wrestler, I was like, this guy is is unbelievable he was just played like a psychotic individual and yeah. no one could stop him so I, I loved wrestling back then um, my favorite was actually junkyard dog back in the day because he would he had a swagger before it was cool to have a swagger he came in to the ring to another one bites the dust he had the long metal chain on him and, mm-hmm. and he was he was so cool for me you you were you guys into wrestling and if so who was your favorite wrestlers yeah, I was absolutely into wrestling. And I think, you know, I love, like you said, the Junkyard Dog was a cool character. I was a Hulkamaniac. It's funny and it's taboo to say that, but, you know, I always, the whole 24-inch python, <laughs> I was always trying to get my arms to, to be bulked up and the, 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 the leg drop and the body slam, you know, I, I, I was all about that. With the tag teams, my favorites were the Road Warriors. You know, I love I love that that intimidated paint painted face with the spikes, and I like those guys. Those guys are cool. <laughs> yeah, I love I love Hulk Hogan too. I I made my mom take me to KB Toys in Levittown, PA, and we waited for hours to to meet Hulk Hogan when he came by, and I got an autograph photo. Of him. Oh nice. wow! You still have yeah. it. I don't have any more now. Wow. My mom actually thinks that we were walking into the store around the same time that he was coming in, and she thought that he flirted with her. 
<laughs> That's her story. She's sticking to it. Nice. <laughs> wow. Nice. What's that? Yeah. Oh, about Classic that. Story. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Watched- favorite wrestler? Boy, it's funny you ask. I, had, I liked a bunch of different ones. Sort of the some of the fringe ones, and you didn't see them always on Saturday morning when I would watch some wrestling, yeah. like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, yeah. and yeah. I like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh yeah, because yeah. he's Asian and I'm Asian. Steamboat was uh, nice. I enjoyed watching the Bushwhackers. They were really funny. <laughs> From the land down under. Yep. Funny you <laughs> mentioned Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I just read somewhere like today that he is like facing off against Ric Flair in some sort of match. Like he's. Really? He's like 69 years old and Whoa. Flair is around 70 or something, but they're going to go into the ring together like soon. So you, you can look it up. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy a lot of different like pieces of wrestlers. Like when Macho Man Randy Savage would do the Slim Jim commercials, like I really <laughs> enjoyed those. There was an epic interview. <laughs> With Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior and Mean Gene Okerlund, and and they are just so amped up on warriors yeah. or whatever, and they're incoherent and they're going nuts, and it's just like, what did I just watch? I like. I would remember when. Like the Saturday morning ones that I watched when Jesse the Body Ventura was one of the commentators, and he oh, yeah. and, and and I think Vince McMahon was also like a color commentator guy, or also in the commentator, and he would always say McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny to think like Nick McMahon turned into like the most powerful man in wrestling for like twenty years. Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> but he was just sort of like the sidekick to Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah, so classic. I think that was the golden age back in the eighties. Rowdy Rowdy Piper was hilarious too to me. Oh, yeah. He had his own little talk show segment, Piper's Pit. Piper's yep, Pit. Piper's yep. Pit. Yep. Hot Rod. Hot yeah. Rod. <laughs> he would always, he had some famous quotes too. It was like, once you think you know all the answers, I change the questions. And he would just <laughs> flip out. There was one scene where he was interviewing Jimmy Superfly Snooker and he just flipped his lid. He knocked over the whole set. He's smashing like bananas and pineapples on his head. Like, <laughs> It was unreal. I always remember that one. Oh, man. Crazy yeah. stuff. Not to get too sidetracked, but <laughs> <laughs> I could talk for a little while in wrestling. But back in the day, I don't really watch it too closely now. I know the big names, but yeah, it just doesn't hold, hold its luster for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I've come back around to it a little bit. But yeah, if there's know. nothing else on, I'll put it on. There was another pop culture thing that came out of this movie that's, again, relevant today is the name Debo is used by Debo. There's a wide receiver on the 49ers named Debo Samuel. If you're NFL fans out there, you'll know who he is because he's an amazing talent, wide receiver, and he's out of the backfield a lot, again, for the 49ers. And he is nicknamed Debo, and that's what he goes by. Because of the family's love for for the movie Friday, yeah, Debo has that ability to just truck people over too. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of raw power behind his run, so you know you 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 gotta, you gotta get a real good hold of him if you want to take him down. 
he's listed at six foot two fifteen. So yep. Sounds solidly packed to me. Yep. Solid. And I, I read that he's actually looking to, for a trade, and I think maybe he's being <laughs> used too much out of the backfield, and he's maybe his career might be short because he's getting pounded. Um, but he got them right to the cusp of the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know, Boogie, you are a 49ers fan. How did that come about? Was that from, like, the Joe Montana days? And yeah, man. I, my, favorite, my favorite football player of all time is Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to be Jerry Rice when I was younger. And – I, I mean, I probably should have played football because I was pretty good when I was younger. And they used to, you know, line us up. All right, you run this route. You run this route. Boogie, you just go straight out. We were going to just throw it. And I would literally run straight and burn whoever was on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I never got to play football. And um, even when I got to high school, you know, I would take a couple moments to think about it and uh, say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go play football. And my track coach would say, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> no, uh-huh. you're not. We, we need your legs. Don't, don't go out there. Don't go out there you know, trying to play football and get your legs hurt. We need your legs on this track. So you're not playing football. Uh-huh. So I, I, I never got to play, but um, yeah, Jerry Rice was my favorite player. So oh. I just, and then, you know, him and, and Joe Montana had that chemistry. Like they had a nice little run and it was, you know, other, other you know, players on the Niners that I loved as well. Um, like Ronnie Lott was probably one of my other favorite players. Hard hitting um, Ronnie Lott. And um, yeah, so I, I just been with them for a while, like from back then. And I just kind of ride with them now. Yeah, Ronnie Lott was a, was a warrior. There was a one time he, he had to get the tip of his finger amputated and he just stayed right in the game. That was a that's a legendary story. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> pretty extreme. And Jerry Rice is the goat. He is the legend, the best receiver of all time. No one will ever touch his records. And even when Steve Young took over, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, Steve Young is a Hall of Famer in, in his own right. But and then he even went to uh, the Raiders and, Raiders, and yeah. he wherever he played, he was he was great. He had like double digit touchdowns with the Raiders, and they didn't have ton of talent around him so he was insane even playing into his early 40s was there anything about friday that we didn't like or we question dino right do you have anything um well uh, it kind of threw me for a loop because we hadn't been watching any R-rated movies until this one. And so I was like, oh yeah, drugs exist and cursing happens a lot in this movie. So not that I didn't dislike it, but or, or, or not that I disliked it, but it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're in a different kind of era now. Um, I mentioned this before, but uh, the notion of being a man through fighting and violence, you know, I get his point, but you know, it'd be interesting to see how you know, people think about you know, this whole idea now, having had some time and uh, have society evolved since then. Um, there was a little bit of misogyny and fat shaming, but I suspect we'll see some of this as we go through more of these movies. And we weren't so enlightened back in the 90s about that. So um, the other thing was like, I thought Craig and Smokey probably should have died during the drive-by. Like, how did they not get shot <laughs> then? Um, but I don't know what that would have meant for the film, but I was like, wow, like that was probably the most like unrealistic part to me. Like, 
huh you know it was two versus you know whoever all those guys that were in, in the van during the drive-by i thought wow they're not very good shots <laughs> yeah yeah and they're they're only seeking two hundred dollars so i know that it happens over tiny quarrels you know people shoot people over sneakers and stuff yeah. it's crazy but i'm thinking this you know they're they're making fun of him, calling him Big Perm and stuff like that. He had any types of chances to <laughs> avenge on these guys. Yeah, the, the drive-by scene was scary. But, hey, it does happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's tough to watch because you have an affinity for these guys. And But, you know, you're in South Central and guys dealing drugs, anything can happen. Yeah. Interesting fact about the, the guys that were trying to do the drive-by. One of the shooters was Dub C. Oh, really? West, yeah, West Coast rapper. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, one of the one of the greats from the West Side. One of those guys was Dub C. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Which is right, so. though. That a lot of times we see drive-bys, they kind of don't have really a really good aim. So I guess they kind of played off of that a little bit. Yeah, too. maybe that's it. Maybe it's like <laughs> saying like, "Yeah, you drive-bys aren't that, aren't that dangerous." <laughs> <laughs> because you know, nothing, not to make light of it, but. When there are drive-bys, there are heavy risks of stray bullets hitting, you know, people that aren't yeah. the intended target. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times the intended target does get away sometimes. Yeah. Could have been a part of it. I don't know. Kind of unrealistic that they would have all that gunfire and not get touched at all. But I guess it's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. A lot of unrealistic things happening in comedies. <laughs> So you talk about fat shaming, drug use, gut violence. These are all elements. But there was also domestic violence. The reason yeah. that they were all mm-hmm. wanted to avenge Debo, he had put his hands on Felicia. He knocked her out. And then he had pushed Debbie. And so obviously that is sad to see. But again, it happens. They're, they are bad people in this world. Debo was a bad individual as, as much as you know his character was funny at times. He was also evil. Misogynist, yeah. Yeah, yeah, misogynist. Yeah. Definitely not somebody you want in your neighborhood. Yeah. Because you, you're nobody's safe around him. He didn't care. Yeah. You know, several references where he threatened to, to knock out people that were much smaller than him, you know, much slower than him, much older than him, you know, women. He didn't care. You know, you don't want people like that in your neighborhood. Like, he was going to knock Red's father out. He threatened, yeah. you know, Craig's father. After he thought that Craig was done with, who wants some of Debo? Who yeah. wants some of this? Who wants some of this? Like, to everybody that was around, there were women, children around, he didn't care. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that kind of bothered me is that why didn't Smokey or anybody else help out Craig in that fight? I know, you know, there's rules of fighting one-on-one, but he already broke, Debo broke all the rules by putting his hands on a woman, right? So absolutely, all bets are off. I would be in there fighting with Debo. (laughs) Well, I I mean, mean, Smokey wasn't the most morally centered person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I mean, but he he ended up beating him because he he ended up throwing the trash can out, throwing a brick at him. That was the only way. I mean, come on, help the guy out. He's just getting pummeled. Yeah. And uh, yeah, help your brother out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that ultimately the message of the film is supposed to be that violence is the solution or a solution, but I think Craig had to do what he had to do. Yeah. Last resort. And so I think, like you said, there's 
there's fighting 101 there's a code of the streets i think craig had to do it he had to stand up for there's some chivalry there yeah there's some chivalry there and there's can't put hands on a woman in that even then yeah and and he would have been terrorizing the neighborhood for 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 a while like there was even an instance that craig had got he almost choked craig you know, there was a reference to that. Chris, like, you know, you didn't help me before when he tried to choke me in somebody's, you know, in somebody's backyard. And mm-hmm. he, he'd been terrorizing everybody. <laughs> yeah, he was toxic masculinity in the 90s. <laughs> Seriously. True. Toxics on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended well because Craig wins the fight. And the funny thing is that Red gets his chain back. And a bike. Gets the bike back. <laughs> He's out, comes in and sneak and takes his shoes. <laughs> He's out taking his shoes. <laughs> that was so good. That was great. Shoes that he can't even fit. <laughs> no, yeah. It didn't matter, but yeah. And another great line by Chris Tucker at the end. You got knocked up. Out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can yeah. just hear that in my head. And not that. It comes happens. I need to say that, but it's in my head still. Like something gets knocked over. You got, you got knocked out. <laughs> we came full circle because that's what they said about Red when Debo knocked him out. Uh-huh. But then they said it mm-hmm. referring to full circle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was a funny movie. Funny, funny movie. Absolutely. Oh man. And for me, Chris Tucker. This was the movie that put him into the spotlight as like the comedic guy so for me you talk about like the high-pitched guys that are just crazy in, in, in comedy and there was eddie murphy and i think just before uh, chris tucker was martin lawrence you know that real high pitch just like crazy like almost everything out of his mouth is a joke and chris tucker like carried the torch and now it's kevin hart <laughs> he's got that role yep <laughs> Yeah, a lot of guys like that. they're hilarious. High energy, high pitch. Yeah, emphasis high on energy. certain parts of their their vocab. <laughs> emphasis. Yeah, certain words and just high energy. <laughs> just just cracking jokes left and right. Did you, did either one of you own the soundtrack? What did you guys think of the music? I didn't own a soundtrack. I did love the soundtrack, though. I think that a lot of the, the, the music that was highlighted was very soulful, very relaxing, a lot of soulful 70s R&B vibe to, to, to a lot of the scenes. Um, even the way it, it opened up with Trying to See Another Day by the Isley Brothers. Great song. Just, mm-hmm. just a great song, yeah. you know. Then it's got some of the greats such as Bootsy Collins, mm-hmm. got some Rick James in there, Rolls Royce. Yeah, I, I loved it. But if you buy the actual album, you can hear there's actually a lot of other rap songs in it, but you don't hear them as much because they're kind of like in the background. Yeah, it's 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 a nice blend. But I never owned the soundtrack because I had well the R&B songs that I really loved. I already owned them. Most some of them on wax. But uh, yeah, I never put the soundtrack, but I always like to listen to the songs from it. Yeah, I didn't own it either, but it does have Freddy's Dead by Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, you know, it's one of the great songs of all time and was in Superfly. So 
it's got a lineage. So <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Ice Cube did perform the title track, which I think is played in the end credits, mm-hmm. which is solid too. Could this film be made today? Could they remake it? What do you think? Could they do it? I think they could do it. Do I think they should do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's so great on its own. I think yeah. the only thing that would not survive a remake is the whole kind of subplot about Craig's girlfriend calling and hanging up. Wouldn't really happen yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's right. <a> phone area. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. I loved her theme song though. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, you may know there were two sequels at least. There was next Friday and Friday after next. Yeah. So I think this did set the stage for buddy movies with Chris Tucker, obviously. Rush Hour was incredible in that whole series. I love them. I love the way that Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan play off each other. That's just a great dynamic right there. Yeah. And I think it also established, you know, Ice Cube as well, setting them up for, you know, being a potential money grab with his writing and him on screen as well. He's starting to transition from, you know, he's transitioned from the bad boy from NWA to, you know, toning it down a little bit and, and trying to supplement by getting into film. So, yeah, he, he found his way with that as well. Did you guys catch that the one scene where, where Ice Cube drops the Ice Cube? Ice Cube. <laughs> and he looks up. <laughs> they slow it down. I forgot about that, but yes. And, and then he puts in his dad's drink. <laughs> yep. He's like, this tastes funny. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh man! So let's do our our rating that we always do at the end of each episode. It's either bring that funky flick back, bring that, bring funky, that funky flick, flick back, back, or leave it in the vault. Boogie. Oh yeah, you gotta bring this funky flick back. <laughs> all all day, back all day. <laughs> Dino, right? If there was ever a movie to, to bring that funky flick back, this is the one. So definitely bring that funky flick back. <laughs> yes, bring that funky flick back. Bring that funky flick back. Uh, never Ooh. take it out of rotation. This should be one that's just played constantly. It is frequently on network TV or you know some of those other channels or uh, streaming services, which is great. But yeah, this is a classic. It's original and hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Oh, can I do a quick shout out to somebody who's in this film that I forgot to mention? Please do. Regina King. All right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Of course. How could I forget Regina King? Regina King has been one of my favorite actresses for decades. I mean, I remember seeing her on 227. 227, yes. She's been in all of the, the West Coast, South Central movies, you know, Boys in the Hood, you know, all of those movies. Now she's transitioned to being um, a well-established director and mm-hmm. producer, you know, so she's, she's making big moves right now. So she's got a lot of stuff on the horizon. I, I just wanted to give her a quick shout out, but yeah, I love Regina King. She's amazing, amazing actress, amazing person. Yeah. She's in Friday. Craig <laughs> she's sister. in Friday. Craig's sister. Craig's yeah. sister, Dana. Exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't like to sleep because she doesn't want to mess her hair up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. 
Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Special thanks to Susan Berger, Tawanda Edwards, and Allison Yaris. Hit us up at hiphopmovieclub at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hiphopmovieclub. You can also check us out at hiphopmovieclub.com. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHMCs will go from 1997 back to 1987 and discuss Disorderlies, starring legendary hip-hop group The Fat Boys. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Shout out to you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, don't hate, collaborate. Talk about this movie forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We really could. I mean, we didn't even get to Mike Epps was in this movie or Terry Crews was in this movie. (laughs) Right.